Now, one of the things I always say is this, how you show up, your personal brand is critical to your ability to succeed and become unleashed. And that's why this week, it gives me great pleasure to bring in on Podcast 29, Lara Lauder, as she shares some great insights and steps and tips into how we can get unleashed. Now, trust me, you don't want to miss this. At the beginning, we speak about the impact of colors and the way you present yourself. Now, stay with it. And then towards the end, we also talk a lot about your personal brand and your personal story. You don't want to miss this. Tune in. Podcast 29, your personal brand. Welcome to the Unleashed Podcast. I usually talk a lot about how you show up in the office and wherever you go. Your personal brand is critical to how you operate and your ability to make it and become unleashed. After all, you are your biggest brand. You are your biggest message. So with that said, I've got someone who can share some great wisdom to us. She's a brand herself because the first time I met her, I can tell you, she just looked like her brand. And when she spoke, she sounded like her brand. So Lara is an award-winning, energetic, creative, personal brand stylist who empowers women and sometimes men to reconnect, lead, and sparkle with their own unique presence and talents. She's an international motivational speaker, and she's known for captivating her audiences and speaks regularly on how to unlock your hidden confidence. She's also a professional member of the Professional Speakers Association. She's an entrepreneur from an early age and only knows too well the power of presenting yourself authentically and the value of reputation. It gives me great pleasure to represent, to introduce Lara Lada. Lara, thank you for coming on to the oh, show. Oh, Femi, thank you. Thank you. Gosh, what an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> we do like to make our guests feel very welcome and on cloud mic, because that's how we get the good oh. stuff. Flat, flattery gets you everywhere. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but I have to say, for me, for somebody that speaks about the power of the first impression, how wonderful that actually you had, you know, I, 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 I did what I said that I'm going to do. You know, you had a really positive yes. first impression from me and it came across that I yeah. walked my walk and talked my talk. And yes, what you see is what you get. And that's very true, actually, because the first time I met you, I you were in the room of about 20 and you stood out. You were dressed properly. The colours just coordinated and I went... And I, I like to dress up sometimes. And I went, oh, she looks very coordinated. And then you spoke and you were very sort of you, intentional. Your words were chosen well. And you just seemed very intentional about how you represented yourself. And then I go on LinkedIn and I see you introducing your book, um, The Law of Brand Attraction. I think it's um, volume one. And again, you presented that nicely. There was a lovely picture there. And I went, this is something and this is someone I really like and I think can add great value to the Unleashed community and myself because you can con come here and help us understand the importance of your brand and and how you show up. So thank you. And um, I'd like to know, what's your story? I mean, tell us, what's your story? And there's few or as many oh, words as you oh like. Oh, gosh, what's my story? Okay, well, my story is a 
little girl growing up on the Isle of Wight. My parents uh, had their own garden centre. And I've always known the value of, of work. So I've always had a very strong work ethic uh, and always been a sort of entrepreneur from an early age. I can remember uh, I was probably only about 10 and my dad had these pond liners that he used to sell and uh, I sneakily used to fill them up with water and uh, put newspaper mm. in them and then we had a metal press and I would make these blocks and then I'd sell them for 10 pence <laughs> to all the people that came in. Um, so I've always had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit uh, but I've also always I guess I've, I've shined when it comes to sort of public speaking. So my parents, from the age of four or five, I think, they they paid for me to have elocution lessons. And that was something that a lot of people had wow. back in the 70s. Uh, so I did elocution, good old you know speech and drama, and, and did my Lambda, London hmm. Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts, did those exams, which actually not only gave me confidence to hold myself and project myself because I wasn't the most academic in the classroom but I shone you know I shone when it came to public speaking and on the stage and obviously I and I was also very good on the on the sports field but what that did was it it gave me it gave me huge huge skills that actually are incredibly relevant as we go into our adult life. And actually, I, I wish that they could be something that could be taught more and more in schools. But I, I left school at 18, and I was just one of about three or four that didn't go on to university from the school that I, I went to on the Isle of Wight. And I worked for the Midland Bank, even though, Femi, this will make you laugh, even though I failed the mass test. <laughs> but back then, in the <laughs> 80s, the banks wanted people to sell their products. They wanted communicators. Yes. And I think that's probably why I got the job. But uh, uh, off, I, off I started with my career, but it wasn't really for me. I, I mean, I loved working mm. on the counter and, and working with, with, with clients, you know, customers when they came in. But very soon, I, I you know, I really did realize that there was not a life in here for me. And uh, the school where I had uh, grown up and, and been to school, they were actually um, that, that they were creating a pre-prep department and I applied for the job of a teaching assistant and in fact I talk about this this is how my chapter starts in, in the book of Royal, Royal Brand yeah. Attraction because I talk about how the interview there um, lovely Mr Waddington I remember this absolutely vividly we got to the end of the interview and he said Lara I'm not going to give you the job and of course, my face dropped and I'm sort of trying to utter the words, oh, OK. And then he went on to say, Lara, I'm not going to give you the job because I believe you could be the teacher in the room. Wow. Oh, no, no, not me. I can't possibly do that. I've only got four levels. Oh, no, no, no. All these reasons why not. And he said, I believe I believe this word, believe, I believe you can. And with his support, I went off and did a uh, City and Girls working with children not to seven years at the Isle of Wight College in the evenings while still working in the bank. And uh, off I went to study to do a B.Ed. and to become a primary school teacher. And I talk about in my chapter how this belief, if he hadn't had this belief in me, I wouldn't have fulfilled my potential. And really what I'm doing now, all comes back to this and uh, you know I talk about this story a lot because it's so powerful it's the power of belief so obviously I, I went off and uh, 
and uh, you know taught, taught primary schools it taught in Lechelade in Gloucestershire I, le- I left the island and absolutely loved it and and anybody that uh, had a child in my class will will be able to vouch for we learned but we learned through fun and those children uh, you know I had an I can attitude it was never I can't, it was I can or when when I will be able to, when I can. And that's the sort of facilitation of growth empowered the children to thrive. And all I'm doing now in the work that I do is actually empowering adults to do the same. Now, I won't, yeah. to cut a very long story short about, about my teaching career, although I did have a, a an entrepreneurial uh, sort of sidekick from there as well. I had a travel agency. This is all all in my story and uh, sold that for four times what I bought mm. it for, et cetera, et cetera. So that entrepreneurial spirit has always been there. It was actually burnout. It was uh, stress leading to acute ill health that made me have to give up my job as an assistant primary head. So I have an underlying uh, arrhythmia problem, which uh, I'm sure some of your listeners might be able to relate to. But, you know, the stress of sort of being at school with a weakened immune system with the sort of snotty five-year-olds doesn't really go hand in mm. hand. So I had this yeah, period of time, I think we're going back about seven years ago now, it's just about 2012, where, Femi, what you see now is not what you would have seen seven years ago. You know, I really was on the scrap heap. I felt, okay. you know, dull and drab on the inside and the same on the outside. And I gen- I genuinely thought I would never work again, let alone fulfill my potential. And I came across on the internet, quite by chance, color analysis. And I remember hearing somebody speak about this oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years before. And of course, when you read about color analysis, about, you know, wearing the right color underneath your chin, you kind of, as a as a viewer looking on the internet or reading in a book, you think, oh, yes, yes, really? Does it really do that? Anyway, I was intrigued. And uh, my children and my husband bought me a voucher for Christmas to go and have my colors done. And uh, off I went it was a really damp, dreary. It, in fact, it was the third Saturday in January. I can tell you exactly when it when it was, and it was this really damp, dreary day. And of course, I was still quite unwell. And uh, uh, you know, the, the person looking back at me in the mirror was someone, you know, very pale and almost quite timid. My, my confidence had, had totally yeah. gone. And of course, I went for this experience, and this lady started to put these you know, explain about the color wheel and all the seasons. And, and she started to put these colors on me. And Femi, oh my goodness me. It was incredible. When she put like this sort of sapphire blue color on me, I saw for the first time in a couple of years, you know, the whites of my eyes starting to be bright. I mm. saw a natural color coming back on my skin. I could not believe that wearing the right shade of blue or the right shade of colour could make such a difference to the way that you look. 
it it was absolutely profound. And then, of course, she went on to talk about, you know, uh, you know, do you like shopping and 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 clothes buying? And I went, oh no, you know, I hate it. You know, got a wardrobe of clothes, but you know, nothing to wear. I mean, how, I mean, how many times have of uh, our listeners said that or heard that described? You, know, you have a wardrobe of yeah. clothes, but you open it up, oh, I've got nothing to wear. And it's usually because you know, people go on this default mode and they end up buying the same thing because it'll do, or it's comfy. Yes. But really what we should be doing is dressing our body shape, uh, but buying clothes that reflect our body shape and our personality. So I was fascinated by all of this. And uh, I, I finished the, the, the class, the color class, and I straight away started to look to see if there were opportunities with this national franchise. Yeah. And I had my colours done the third week in January. I was in the training room of a national franchise by the end of March because when Lara does something for me, <laughs> she goes and, and does it. But it kind of gave me my mojo back. And it was yes. something that I felt that I could do from home to work around my health. And I felt really strongly that there must be so many women, and, and it was mainly women at the time, women who, like me, for one reason or another, whether it be anxiety, uh, depression, you know, uh, uh, maybe low after having a baby, illness, like myself, grief, cancer, you know, any number of things that actually this color and style thing to sort of help them give them confidence was a real, was something very real and tangible that people would benefit for. And that was my mission. It was probably yeah. only about two years ago when I decided to go independent because I rapidly yeah. realized, and this is the entrepreneur in me, I rapidly realized that, yes, I paid handsomely for my training, but I didn't need the national franchise. People came to me yeah. because they came to be Lara. You've said a lot of powerful things. I think one of the things people underestimate, and I've never thought to myself, I just know sometimes when I look at the mirror, certain colors just make me pop. And I, but I've never thought that actually I should think a lot more. So you, we think of it as accidents or we just think, oh, I picked something that just works. But actually, you can find your range of colors that always make you show up. And that makes you feel better on the inside. And when you're better on the inside, you project yourself better so some people just come across as they ooze power you go into a meeting and they just speak with such authority and you don't realize sometimes their outfit or the colors and have an impact so i've never thought about that oh Femi, it's it's crucial you know i've i've worked with uh, graduates because if you think about graduates they're all maybe 200 of them on one particular uh, corporate day where they're all going for you know maybe half a dozen jobs it's so vital if, if they're wearing the colors that naturally make their skin look bright, fresh and alive. And they're wearing, you think about uh -huh. gentlemen, if you think they're wearing a suit that reflects their body shape and they, they look uh -huh. comfortable in it. I mean, how many times have we seen a, a, a young man in a, in a collar and a shirt and it doesn't fit properly and, and it's all sort of around their neck? And they don't look smart, and consequently, they don't they don't feel smart, and they don't talk smart, and it just it goes downhill. Exactly, isn't it? they won't perform well. And I think that in this competition that there is out there, that you know, if you like you described me, I made I was remem you remembered me for the right reasons. 
So if you can stand out from the crowd for the right reasons, not the wrong, the right reasons, because everything is flowing, everything is right. And this, and like you, you alluded to it, there was something intriguing about me that you wanted to find out more because the way that I spoke fitted in with the image of what I was wearing. Everything was in line. That's authenticity. And that I believe, especially for, as we're talking about the graduates, that is what will help them uh, shine when it comes to being interviewed. If people want a promotion, this, this thing about understanding their image, their personal brand, it's crucial. I, I, I mean, obviously, I can't totally guarantee, but I know so many people or I have stories to tell mm. where people have got promotion as a result of really understanding their personal brand, how they present themselves authentically and how they then rise through the ranks and are noticed for the right reasons. I mean, that's a good point, because I always tell people, if you try to be someone else, the best you'll ever be is average. But if you are yourself, you can be the best self, you can be your best version of yourself, and you can shine. Well, it looks like what you're telling me as well is that first impressions, even before you open your mouth, you can actually make a first impression before you open your mouth. Is oh, that- absolutely. And if you if you say you were to Google this this subject, uh, you'll see that the statistics, the research varies from three seconds to seven seconds. I was reading only a couple of weeks ago about a Harvard report about one tenth of a second about it's this notion of trust. You know, whether we like it or not, when we walk into a room, we will be looking. It's our subconscious. We will be looking for people who we think that we can relate to. We'll be looking at that body language. We will be thinking, are their values the same as mine? At a networking meeting, you will be thinking, are their clients the same as my clients? Do we have a collaboration here? All of this is going on even before you've opened your mouth <laughs> to say what it is that you do. Yes. It's crucial. Yeah, that's true. My, my mom, good old mom, she always has wisdom. And what she always used to tell me is, oh, Femi, dress how you want to be addressed. Dress how you want to be addressed. <laughs> and I never thought about it. When you get older, you realise... And one of the things I tell people is you want to go for an interview and they'll say, oh, we dress casual around there. And I go, no, if you're going for an interview, always try to dress smart. At best, they'll say, oh, next time, just when you start the job, dress relaxed. That's fine. But the first impression is so important. You're better to be safe than sorry. And going and looking smarter than rather going in with, I don't know, ripped jeans which is fine for a creative company but for the interview day you just want to show up well don't you absolutely but i would also say that there's also something about um okay take take me as an example femi how you see me show up will be the same even if we were to to meet in a pub for dinner or or go out in a large social or or like we did at a at a speaker's event because my clothes and my image the things that I wear reflect my body shape and my personality. I know how to, for instance, say I was going for an interview, I might take off this structured cardigan, but I would put a jacket on. Does that make sense? Mm. So I, I, mm. I still always recommend that people have their own image. It, it, this, this thing about image rather than fashion Image is about is about okay. what's right for you. So for me, mm. I have a, a sort of soft, straight body structure, but my personality, yes, I'm incredibly classic, but you'll notice, obviously, I appreciate the listeners can't see this, but I've got a little bit of a sparkly brooch on and a necklace with a little bit of sparkle in it. And that is right 
for Lara. It won't necessarily be right for that lady down the road or that person over there, but it's what is right for me. And in fact, one of the talks, when I'm standing up and doing a, a large talk at a conference, I'll actually sort of what we call divest. I'll take off what I call my cloak of confidence to show people that uh, it's the little extras that add impact, but those extras should be right for you. And when you understand this, you can dress up or down. But I believe that where you meet me in the professional setting, you'll see my personal brand. And when you meet me in a social setting, you'll see my personal brand. They're not two different things. If you dress very differently socially than you do at work, I think there's a mismatch there. Does, does that make sense? No, that makes sense. And I tell people that a lot. I tell people you have one life. You are one yes. person. You're not different. I mean, you're not different in, in at work that to the person you are at home. And if you're a person of faith, you're not different at your church where you think you have to be pious and then you come out and then you're swearing. You have to be consistent Absolutely. in who you are. When people say femme or lara, you know what you're going to get. Beyond the dressing, it's your attention to detail is the way you do your work. It's it's everything. It is. It? It's, it's your reputation. It's what people say about you when you've left left the room. Uh, and of course, it's about this mm. element of, of trust and consistency. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. That a, a lady that I used to network with, she was a leadership coach. And every time I, I saw her, she would be presented quite classically. And I thought, yes, you know, you really understand her. You trust her. You've got the message. You understand who her brand is. And then one day, I saw some pictures of her on social media. I barely recognised her. It didn't add up. And of course, it left me feeling, hmm, mm. okay, I'm now doubting you. I'm now doubting your authenticity. Which is the real you? You know, it's a bit like somebody yeah. speaking on stage and they're, they're dressed very, very flamboyantly. And actually, when people then mix, mingle with them at the lunch break or, or afterwards, and they actually come to see that this person is quite dull and plain and conventional, they're let down. So this this business of, yeah. you know, what you see is what you get in order to be, well, I think it's crucial that you need to be consistent and show up exactly how you are because you're honoring yourself. And, and then, of course, yes. as a leader and as a person who perhaps inspires people or empowers people, the message is consistent. They trust you. They know you. And as you said, Femi, you know, you and I are examples of what you see is what you get. <laughs> But it, so there's a couple of things to this. So one is take me for example. I like to dress up. I don't particularly like a tie. Never have. I used to work for Barclays Bank, and I would wear a tie, and I would hate it so much. And the, and I'd wear a three piece suit. And the moment I am out of the building, the very second I'm out of the door, I would yank it off. And and obviously I didn't enjoy working there. Looking back, actually, because it was just so stiff and and stuffy. It wasn't you. But I liked. <laughs> It wasn't me. Now, I quite like to be relaxed. Now, I'm as comfortable wearing a T-shirt and a jeans as I am with a very sort of a, a, a blazer and a, a, a white shirt, just up to not quite buttoned to the top and a trouser. So can you have a can you be someone who's as comfortable wearing a T-shirt and a blazer and a shirt? Yes. So yes. Absolutely. And this is about when I look at somebody, when I look at their style with them, and I'm looking at this body shape and architecture, it's about understanding the styles and shapes that are right for you. So you know that actually wearing a tie, which is a very classic thing, 
which some gentlemen feel very happy in, don't they? But you know it's yeah. not for you. And it's about unearthing this. You know, I, I had a similar mm. experience to do with leggings and a tunic top when they were fashionable. This is before I'd had my colour and style mm. and a friend kind of sort of coercing me. You know, they, you go shopping with people. Oh, try this, try this. It'll look great. What they really mean is they like it. <laughs> they look at on there. But this is why it's important that you know what, what suits you. So, you know, if we go back to, to, to gentlemen, you know, I, I, I have quite a lot of gentlemen who come to me and say that they really struggle with smart casual or they struggle with dress down Friday. And dress down Friday, all it means is that the, the gentlemen are perhaps just going into work in chinos and a blue shirt. They've almost swapped one uniform for a different uniform. So it's about working out what's right for you. And, you know, on my style board and when I'm looking at body shape and personality, you know, I've got a very, there's a very dramatic look for a gentleman that's perhaps, you know, very angular and uh, has very pointed features. You know, there'll be a very classic gentleman. There will also be a very natural gentleman. You think about the, the, the men out there who have a very outdoor lifestyle, you know, maybe the longer hair, the sort of shaggy look, mm. but oh my goodness me, do they look good on it, you know, whereas it wouldn't let that look wouldn't suit somebody who was classic you know you, you've then got a what we call the um the gamana and and the sort of fun fun character a bit like the buttons character in a, in a pantomime mm-hmm. but then of course you've got like the the gentleman who's uh what i would say perhaps have a bit of romance in him you know the gentleman that can carry off like a sort of velvet smoking jacket type thing some gentlemen yeah. can really really carry off that look some gentlemen can carry off flowery prints Whereas other gentlemen, yes. if they've got a straight body shape, then actually they're going to look much better in stripes, pinstripes. And then, of course, you look at yeah. the width of the stripe. So this understanding who you are, whether you're made up of straight lines or curves, it, it, it's just it's just life-changing. Because once you know it, you can start to build this wardrobe where everything mixes and matches. And a shirt that you might have for casual, Femi, you can, as you say, dress it up by putting a blazer over it's about knowing yeah. how to create these looks. Okay. And for our women, so you've spoken about we have quite a few women audience. So for women, what's what's the general rule of the road? Oh, well, obviously, ladies are my forte, being a lady myself. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. you know, for ladies, it's a very, very similar thing. And, of course, you know, I would also going to add in for the, the ladies that there, uh, there are times in their life where our body shape changes due to hormones Mm. and that can actually Mm -hmm. affect our self-esteem and it can also affect Mm -hmm. our performance and you know Mm -hmm. I'm really delighted that you know the word menopause is being talked about a lot more in the workplace now because it is Mm -hmm. so significant for women of of that age bracket who are going through it and it does have so many um uh, well, it makes them feel very different. Uh, I think the, the, the ladies that yeah. get away with it scot-free are very, very lucky. But obviously, I, I see women who are lacking in self-confidence. They're, they're getting older. They don't know how to dress for their age. They don't want to look mutton dressed as lamb. It, it's, it's all of these things. And, and it still comes back my, to my style course, which is about understanding your body shape and architecture, your personality. And then, of course, the crucial thing that I add on is about the clothes that you buy should reflect the lifestyle that you lead. So there's no point yeah. in having... So if you take me, for instance, during my school 
school time being assistant head teacher I, I, dealt, I was head of pastoral care so I did all the sort of caths and tacks so I would wear a jacket intuitively wear a jacket for those meetings but when I was with the children the jacket would come off so if you think about a corporate background if you perhaps have a wardrobe mm. where you're suited and booted all the time and then you perhaps retire or your job changes or you work for yourself you perhaps don't need all of those things. You need your work wardrobe to be yeah. a bit more flexible. And it's about knowing how to create that. And I think that's where somebody yeah. like me can come in and, and help in that way. Fabulous. Thank you. I mean, that's an education for everyone on just the importance of dressing. And it just shows that you find movie stars, you find musicians, you find people who are in the media of a lot projecting a confidence and it's because they've thought carefully about their personality they've thought carefully about what they wear their body structure they have stylists who consult and give them the right clothes that make them look smart make them look fabulous make them look confident they feel confident they sound confident and then you buy into it that they're a confident person but they're similar to you and me they breathe they walk they've got family they've got issues but because they understand this, they've applied it. And what you're saying is we can do the same. We can think carefully about what we wear, what fits us, our personality. We can have the right clothes. And that can have a massive improvement in how we present ourselves in our interviews, in the office, when we're asking for promotion, when we're selling stuff. It's amazing. It, it, it is. That's great. It's so, your personal presence. It it's your personal presence, Femi. It's personal. And, and it, yes. it's this development of personal presence at whatever age uh, I, I believe is crucial. I really do. And empowering. Yeah. Empowering. And, that, and that's where I want to go into next. Because um, So the chapter of the book I'm looking at says, show up and shine. Use your presence, poise and pitch to unlock your hidden confidence. When you say presence, what is, what do you yes. mean by presence? So presence. This thing about development of personal presence, you know, is it a tangible thing? You know, I've, I've read so many books on the subject. You know, some people call it, you know, when you walk into a room, you just know someone has some presence, which I guess is what you were describing about me. So th thank you very much, Femi. Mm. But it's, it's about the, the things that constitute this personal presence, you know, and of course, your story is one of the things that constitutes this personal presence. Your image is one of these things. It's how you show up. It's it's a combination. You know, it's your reputation. It's what people say about you when you leave the room. It's about how you make them feel. It's the whole experience. And this development of your personal presence, your personal presence will be different to my personal presence. It's yeah. about creating this authenticity. And so for me, when I'm talking about people developing their personal presence, I, I help them, or I, well, I do, I help them look at this communication. I, I help them look at their pitch. And I don't necessarily mm. mean your networking pitch. That is part of it. But your pitch is your message. All the words yes. that you use. In fact, I was on a client call this morning, and we were talking exactly about this. Are the words that you use in line with your image? Are they, for instance, I would perhaps say sparkle because that's right for Lara. Lara talks about Lara Sparkle, rather than the word bling. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm. So this is about understanding yeah. who you are. But, you know, when you walk into a room, some people just light the room up. Some people call yes. it charisma. 
But I believe that this development of personal presence, you can learn, even if you are the shyest person. It's about unlocking. And this is why on my business card, it doesn't say Lara and Order personal brand stylist or Lara and Order uh, personal branding or color analysis or stylist. It says Lara and Order unlocking your hidden confidence. Yes, that's amazing. And I think what I what you said that I, I pick on straight away is some people come in and they fill the room with their presence. But I think what I want our listeners and I want everyone to understand is sometimes you don't necessarily have to light up the room, but you can also come in and there could be a hidden assurance. Yeah. There could be something about you that's make people know he's a solid person or she's a solid person. They're understated, but they know what they're doing and people have confidence in you. It's not always about coming in and being oh. the loudest person. Sometimes it's about coming in and being just, you just calm the room down and people know someone who knows what they're doing and talking about is here. Absolutely, Femi. In fact, I was going to go on and say exactly that. Personal presence or lighting up the room isn't just bounding in and being the loudest and, and brashest person. In fact, it's far from that. It's this, you say, it's this understated, it's this, uh, this eloquence, it's this poise, it's your poise is about your manner, you know, it's this combination. And you see, I truly believe that when you, you know, people, this word authenticity is bantered around so much, and I, I mentioned that in the book, um, but do you really, you know, are people really being authentic? They might think they are, but are they really? Are they really, really connecting with their values, their passion, their story, their strengths, their abilities? This unwavering self-belief, this is what is part of your presence. You know, do, there are so many people who don't have unwavering self-belief. But in order to have a strong personal presence and a strong personal brand, you need to be you need to be totally convinced about what it is that you're talking about and what it is that you say and stand for. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's so true. That's so true. So the thing with personal confidence, though, is there is a lot that goes into it. Now, underneath everyone, there is so much. There's the pain, there's um, heartbreak, there's losing your job, there's losing your family, there's being fired from your job there's been uh, there's losing big contracts there's being bullied there's so much that is underneath every person and i just wonder it what what how do you because it's like we're all we're like icebergs aren't we you only see the 30 percent or the 10 percent, and underneath is everything and how do you deal with all of those issues we all carry around that knocks our confidence those scar tissue that makes us feel less than we should be how do you how do you learn to i mean what are the basics you can do to kind of learn to overcome that and still be confident in spite of that because that's what you have to do those stuff they're not going to go away that, are that's they? right and obviously i can only speak from my personal experience but from my personal experience it's about owning it owning it okay. and showing up with it and actually showing your vulnerability i used to when i started off you know do, doing the color analysis and the styling i everyone I was encouraged to talk about my story about being unwell and, you know, I'd had an ambulance come to school, you know, that, that was just all awful stuff. And I didn't want to, and I resisted, I resisted completely talking about that. I didn't want anybody feeling sorry for me because there's, there's people with far worse conditions out there. Um, 
it, but it's interesting. What I would say in the last couple of years since being independent and obviously going on my own, I think the showing up and shining is because I've actually embraced that it's part of who I am and what I am and how and why I'm here today. I am actually being so successful and fulfilling my potential today because I'm showing up with my vulnerability, which I I think I wasn't doing. I felt I had to be this sort of person who never showed that that, that anything was wrong underneath. So for me, actually tearing up and and saying, actually, I'm having a bad day. And actually, Femi, let's share with everybody because actually we were due to have this, this interview two weeks ago. Now, there was once a time that by hook or by crook, I would have not have asked to rearrange we had to rearrange because my daughter was suddenly taken into hospital um and I had to ring you on the morning and that felt terrible that I was letting you down and I think I would have somehow in the past managed to have done it from the car park or 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 something like that and I didn't I showed up and and I showed up as true authentic self and and text you and said Femi this has happened, Ella's, you know, da 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 da, and, and this has happened, and I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to reschedule. So, me being honest with you, I'm being, I'm truly showing up myself, and and as I say, I think for me personally, allowing, knowing that it's okay, it's okay to be human, it's okay. It's okay. And, and I love that because even when I asked you to introduce yourself, you shared the vulnerability of, of your, of your, of your illness that you had. And not a lot of people would have done that. So I, I love that message that you're giving to me and to everyone is one of the biggest ways you can be authentic and show your true confidence is to own your story, yes. own your life. Everything that has happened to you is, is your life. And I have a previous podcast where I told people is why it has to be you. And I told people, everything you have gone through is, oh, is yes. for a reason. And everything you have gone through is what makes you yes. unique. Nobody can do you like you. Nobody can. The fact that you, 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 you that Mr. Wallach, Mr. Waddington told you that, that you worked for a bank, that you were a school, that is what gives you your own unique perspective. And somebody somewhere will want you for that particular experience. So you have to hold on to it and Absolutely, use it. Absolutely, Femi. You're so right. And this is what I'm talking about, this embracing it. And, and I think it's also the acknowledgement and acceptance that that, that 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 is what it is. But I recognize that I wouldn't be here today talking to you, yes. uh, having the opportunity to contribute to the book, doing this, doing that, if I hadn't gone through all of that, all of that has brought me to where I am now. And yes, it's about accepting it and embracing it. And trust me, there have been a lot of ups and downs along the way. But just as many, all the listeners, we've all got our own ups and downs. But it's about how we deal with them, face them, accept them, and use them actually to, if anything, I've learned to use them to increase my credibility. You know, I talk about being authentic, yes. but actually me me showing my sort of warts and all. Uh, and, and I don't mean about, oh, I've got a sob story. It's, it's not about that, but it's about showing how uh, this has happened. And I could have sat back and said, right, well, this is my life and I'm not going to do anything with it. But actually, I'm a great example of, do you know what? You can turn it around. Your cards might be, you know, you can still turn it around. 
you turn it around and you, you make it yeah. what you what you can. And I have to manage my energy. You know, I I, I wouldn't be able to yeah. go on. Uh, you know, I, I have to plan very carefully because I I know my triggers, and obviously I don't want to become unwell. So you know, we it's about managing it and own, but owning it. Oh, oh, who you are. Yes, and being comfortable yes. with it. So it's almost like saying, that's my life. Yes. This is my life, and I'm happy with it. And once you do that, you know, that's your story. It's We've all got a story. And I think we need to uh, – and one of the things I always tell people is we have this habit of over overrating other people and underestimating ourselves. We put ourselves down and we sort of – put other people on a pedestal and the truth is somewhere in the middle they're not as good as you yeah. think they are and you're far better than you think you are and sometimes we just need to do that but we look at other people and go their oh, love is just so amazing coordinated and what you're saying is you can do oh, it too you just need to own i am i am obviously i do hear quite often um oh lara you look so perfectly put together and that's why and actually you, you haven't seen this i don't think you've seen me speak and do this yet Femi. but when i kind of just sort of uh this sort of little divest that i that i do i kind of peel off and i say to people Honestly, I'm just wearing a dress from Hobbs or I'm, I'm just wearing a pair of jeans and a top. But it's just that I know how to sort of jazz it up, you know, and, and look yes. perfectly put together. But really, honestly, it's just it's just, a, it's just an MLS T-shirt. It's just this or it's just that. But it, it's, yeah, it's nothing hard. It's nothing that we can't do. Um, but it's about embracing it and finding what's right for you and, and, and enjoying it. I think I've learned to... Uh, to chill out a bit more, you know, and, and not be this. Uh, it's so interesting that you said about how we we perceive other people, and we think they're on a pedestal, and mm. and, the, and they're this and they're that. And I think more and more in today's society, the more authentic approach is actually what people are enjoying more. In fact, we were talking about how because obviously we haven't rehearsed for this podcast and I was sharing no. with you that I during lockdown I've been doing these uh, live interviews on a Wednesday on my Facebook page I don't plan from them they they just happen but I shared with you how much I'm absolutely loving it <laughs> and uh and who would have thought you know who would have thought yeah no that's 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 very good so the, the other thing I wanted to catch up with you about as well is I think one of the things I try to tell people is Every action you take is a reflection oh, on your yes. brand. So I always tell people, one of the things I remember is I had a job a while ago and on my last day in the job, because I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, ter- my, I was terminated. I, my, my role was terminated. I was fired. Probably what you want. And I, and I like to ask for feedback just because I like to do that when I leave. And I asked her, what could I have done better? And she said, one of the things we do, Femi, is when you're on a call or you're in a meeting, you say something that's very correct, very true, um, very powerful, but somebody pushes back just a bit and you just go back into your corner and you never come out again. And you need to be a lot more confident to own your points. When you say something, believe you deserve to be there. Believe you have a strong point and don't back down. And she said, that stops you from showing your true value. And I looked back and I went, so that means there is a brand there, a perception that I of lack of confidence. And I know, I know it, but I think what I was worried about was I didn't like to get into confrontations, which is why I would. 
And that's the kind of thing I tell people that sometimes you need to be aware that everything you do adds up. So I think it's something I'd like you to share with people is help them understand how your brand, it's it's like people buy Apple because um, they're beautiful products and they just happen to work. If you plug it in, it just works and they love the brand. And you have to be like that too. You have to have a brand in business, in whatever you do. as, And we've said it, there's no diff- distinction between business life and personal life. You have to have a brand, a period, that stands for something and you have to know what you stand for. So I think it'd be good if you help people understand how important it is that they understand that whether they like mm-hmm. it or not, they have a brand. And if you don't define your brand, the world would define them would define would give you a brand or define a brand for Thank you. Thank you, Femi. This is an excellent point. It really is. And even more so than it was 10 years ago. And the reason that I say that is because I would imagine pretty much everybody you know, Femi, is on social media in one one form or another. And you see, I say and I say Absolutely. to people, you you are you are your last broadcast, whether your broadcast was a podcast, uh, you going to a meeting, a phone call, a text message, uh, a, a messenger, a post on Instagram, a photograph. Everything that you do represents you. And this communication, yeah. you have to think about what it is you want to be known for, what it is that you want people to be saying about you when you leave the room. Because if, and it's about this trust and consistency. Now, people, a lot of people think that this personal branding is just if you've got your own business or, you know, you're an entrepreneur. And it's not this personal yes, branding is for everybody. It's for everybody how they show up you know who are you what do you stand for what are your values because even as a person who works in a bank or a person who works in a shop or a person who works in a corporate office you stand for something you know you'll have your principles you have your values your non-negotiables so what your Mm. non-negotiables will say something about you um and and that consistency how you show up is vital and obviously you know, I mean, I have a, a personal uh, branding pyramid. I have seven steps uh, to my personal branding p- pyramid, which, of course, the presence and the poison, the pitch. And, of course, the, the presentation is, is all just part of it. It's, it's about you bringing this all together. And, yes, yeah. I, I, I do hope people, especially young graduates, think about how they are showing up because employees – And even people going for promotion because people will look at your LinkedIn, but they'll also look at your Facebook or your Instagram. They might see you down the pub on a Friday night. You know, how are you showing up? Who are you? Um, It's about keeping it consistent. And it's about knowing that it can affect you. One one wrong post could be brandalism, as I've heard uh, a great friend of mine. Brandalism, yeah, I've never heard that. Uh, a friend of mine, um, a very good lady on on branding. She talks about brandalism, and it's exactly that. Exactly that. No, that's a good point. And uh, I mean, all you, it's all over social media now. You see lots of successful people in the media who have tweeted, who had a tweet ten years ago a blog five years ago where they said something inappropriate and it's come back to bite them. But to your point around people posting negative, I actually remember somebody I worked with who was hiring people. And what he would do is when he sees um, CVs, he was looking for people to interview for a job. He would look at your CV, then he would go on Facebook and he would just Google your name. And once he sees a picture, 
that is inappropriate, he would just say, no, no. And he said, Femi, you, you can't tell anyone this. And then he would keep doing it. And then he would, he would just look at people. And the reality is there would have been some people who were very, very good for yes. the job. But just because he's looked at them on social media, he's seen a picture that isn't quite right or doesn't sell a good image of them, at least as far as he's exactly. concerned. Exactly. And, and it then, might be that they're just not right for that company, but there might be another company that actually admires the brashness or the... So So for every yes. all the things that we're saying about being cautious, it, it's also about the right fit. And I would say that perhaps that example, that that's not the right fit, is it? They were looking for a particular a particular mould, as it were. Um, but there is... So I guess, I guess... So in a way, what we're saying is whatever you put out there, as long as you're intentional, then you know that, and you said this a lot, you said, I'm not for everybody. Lara is not for everybody. So you know that when you present your brand, you're doing it fully understanding that you're not for everybody. Some people will see you and love you. Some people will see you and say, not for me, and that's fine. But as long as you were intentional and you knew that before you put stuff out there, then whatever you get back, you know it's as expected because that's what you put out there. What is not good is you have a brand you don't attend to. You have a brand that is not defined. You just do, you're unintentional. You post anything, you wear anything, you say anything, you deliver your work in any way. And then when things don't work out for you, you can't then complain that, oh, they don't like me when actually you come up to meetings, you don't sound professional, you present work, there's no attention to detail. You're never punctual to work. You don't dress up appropriately for the job. These things leave an impression and people make decisions, unfortunately, based on perception and impressions. Yes, they do. And of course, it's all about also where you show up. So if, if we, like we take me, for instance, because obviously, I, I, as I shared with you earlier, it's about knowing who your tribe is and knowing and accepting that you won't appeal to everybody. You know, if I think about the places that I sort of show up, you know, on LinkedIn or, I mean, I, I personally prefer in person. I think you know that. I love I love to speak. Um, uh, I love to network. I, I, love, I love the in person uh, because people get a real flavor of, of who you are. But obviously, I'm naturally not going to be mixing with people who perhaps tend to be in the great outdoors. They, they might have that as their hobby. And I, and I obviously have outdoors as my hobby. But you kind of, uh, I think, you naturally migrate. And I think this thing about the perception, when we go back to the first impression, people will naturally migrate to you, won't they? If, if they're feeling akin with you, if they're feeling in a line with you, if they're feeling that trust, if they're feeling that continuity, if they feel that you're inspiring them or empowering you. And of course, what inspires and empowers one person won't another. And of course, it's about the manner. It's about that poise, that approach. You know, I'm I can be exceedingly hand-holding, and that's probably the teacher in me, the nurturer in me. So for lots of uh, business, I'm going to take ladies as an example, uh, you know, that, that works really well for them. Whereas, of course, the quite classic approach and maybe the, the bit of the school mom in me, especially with the gentleman, you know, I can be quite boom, 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 boom. Here's the information, boom, 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 boom. And, and of course, I also believe yeah. that there's a correlation between your body shape and personality and, of course, about how you receive information and wish to be spoken to. But that's another conversation, Femi. <laughs> another day. I know, I know. There's so much good stuff. I think the last thing, I, and before I, there's a few points I'd like you to talk to, but just before we go there. So I think one thing you've said that I think people should just take in mind, you've said don't buy business cards. 
be your best business card. Investing in yourself is the best investment you will ever make. And you go on to say, for some people, what you don't need, you don't need help investment in a new website or a series of adverts. You may do, but more importantly, what you need is you need to invest in the development of your personal presence. So people need to focus on develop because you can do all of these things, have a nice website, go on nice social media courses and go for trainings. That mean you can do your job better. But if you don't show up properly, if your brand and your presence is letting you down, all that stuff is just uh, abs- it's absolutely get Femi. So that that's a quote that you, you've taken from the book about be, be your best business card. Um, and I'll, and in, in my chapter, I talk about uh, a business that I had and how I never uh, advertised it, but I, I don't advertise. The advertising comes through, this type of work now, but it, it's about the, your reputation, your brand doing the work for you. And when I've worked, because obviously I've worked a lot over the last three years uh, in my local area with, with small business owners, helping them grow and the growth that they have had, I've tried to show them you need to start with yourself. Because if you start with yourself, your values, your mission, then that of your business and what it is you're trying to do, if you get the messaging right, in the words right, then your business is going to be able to be pitched right. And of course, this comes in a line. If you are your brand, if you are your business, and you are going to networking meetings, or you're hoping to stand on stage and and, and, uh, talk about your book or your latest research, people are looking at you. They want to hear you. They, for some, that will be their first port of call not the website or the social media posts. So I'm saying get all of this right about you. Understand you, the person, your authenticity, who you are, what you stand for, and what your business stands for, and the rest will come in line. But, of course, my experience so often is that I see people spending, they think, oh, I've got this business idea, right, I must go and do this. Uh, uh, Right, okay, well, I must have a website. Oh, and I must get new leaflets, and I must get business card. Well, that's all great, but if you've not actually looked at the messaging, <laughs> if you you've got to understand about who your ideal client is and the messaging is before all of that. So I do encourage yeah. people to start with themselves, and I also think that during this time that we've had during lockdown, so many people and businesses have pivoted. They've had to adapt. They've had to change. And my one message I think that I would like to perhaps get out there is to say, if you have pivoted, if you have changed course, changed direction, perhaps written a new product, created a new product or service, and you've got a different target market, then actually coming back to how you message that and present that and doing a review is really important. In fact, I did a, a, some work last week. I did a sprint with a, with a, a, a group of uh, entrepreneurs. And this is what I looked at. I looked at a personal brand audit. I looked at where they were showing up. How consistent are you? Is, is there a mismatch? And, you know, what do you need to do? Do you need to reshape? Do you need to reform? It's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. People should review this. Yes, it is. Fabulous. This is good stuff. Um, there's so much. Um, very quickly, you've got seven top tips um, from your program, which you'll tell us more about in a bit. But seven top tips from your program, which can help people show up and shine. So this is the big one, everyone. 
if you want to show up and shine, we have seven <laughs> tips from my website. Yes, actually, so, that's a, that's a, that's available as a, a a download from my website, and I don't know whether you have a link that comes on the the podcast after. That, but yeah, well, we, we can put the link in the description. Put the link in yes, there, but so. you're very welcome to download that. But yes, that 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 talks about yeah. For instance, some top tips if if you've been interested in what I've said about color. Obviously, I talk about not wearing black, and it's mainly to show up online. So seven seven ways that you can have impact and influence as a speaker online. And of course, some people will think, oh well, I'm not a speaker. Oh yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you, are. you if you're speaking when you're doing like i said before when you're doing a, 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 a post a facebook post an instagram post a linkedin article a blog you are speaking so whatever your stage is your stage doesn't have to be the, the stage where you're standing up and delivering a, a keynote your stage could be your linkedin you know, so whatever your stage is yes. think about how you're showing up and obviously this this uh, download that i've got was being devised during lockdown because obviously so many people are presenting themselves online and it's to help them mm. have maximum impact and influence and i talk about not wearing black you know a lot of people revert to black because it's safe but if you think about how zoom operates uh the 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 lighting is poor anyway. Uh, and I talk about, you know, perhaps having yeah. a halo light as well. I've got a halo light on at the moment, although we're obviously only on a uh, on know, a on a podcast. But even if I turn the light off there, Femi, you can see I automatically fade. You know, it's a it's a huge difference about how yeah. we present ourselves. So I talk about wearing true primary red, and obviously I haven't got enough time to go into detail about that now, but true primary red is the safest color if you haven't had color analysis to help you show up and shine mm. a bit more positively. So I talk about that. I talk about the uh, not wearing black. I talk about ladies, ladies that are listening. You need to wear your lippy. I talk about the importance of a bit of lipstick. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, g- gentlemen, think about, uh, well, gentlemen and ladies, you know, if you're leading, if you are leading the Zoom call, if you are leading the meeting, or if you're at a networking meeting, you need to think about your upper half. This is the bit that people see. Mm. And perhaps a jacket with some structure in it that will automatically give you more authority. So, Think about yes. these things. They're really important. The jacket. Always, if you if you're, want to exude authority, wear exactly. a jacket. Exactly. And whilst if you we were meeting, uh, you know, face-to-face at a normal networking meeting or on stage, I would talk to people about their darker colours of their palette as the more authority colours. That does change slightly online, on Zoom, because of the, as I've spoken about, the very nature of the of, of the the dullness of, of Zoom. And actually, if you wear black, you have, you're have you prone to look. There's only one quarter of the population that can wear black successfully. And I, I'm what we call a winter in the seasonal color analysis. And I can wear black, but I would still wear a scarf underneath because mm. black, especially as we age, has the potential to drain us and accentuate those fine lines. Yeah. And for gentlemen, it will make you perhaps look as if you've got a five o'clock shadow. So there are other colors that mm. are better. Um, so... Yeah, I okay. talk about this. I talk about your background, but yes, that's definitely worth the download. Metallic or yes. busy patterns, as they can be a distraction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And accessories yes. are they adding impact or distracting? So consider the size and scale of the jewelry or scarves in proportion Absolutely. to your. Absolutely, ladies, this is a massive one for you for scarves. Not so much now because we're in the summer months, but in the colder months, when ladies have a big scarf on round here. They need to appreciate that on Zoom, online, all you're seeing is this 
big bit of material, you actually want to, to pull mm. it pull it right back um, so it doesn't look cluttered. Yeah. Yes. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Laura. This has been just an amazing gift. Thank you so, so much. Um, the book is called The Law of Brand Attraction, Volume yes, 1. Where is this available? It's available, available uh, through Amazon, but we actually have a website, the lawofbrandattraction.com. And if you click on through there, um, actually, you get some bonuses as well. You'll be invited to a Facebook group uh, where the authors hang out. This is actually a collaboration, this book, of 22 uh, global authors. There's some from the Netherlands. We've got uh, South Africa. We've got America. And they're entrepreneurs. And this book was turned around in 10 days uh, for us to wow. have an impact for the people that needed it the most during lockdown to help keep your businesses survive. So there's some personal stories in there, but there's also some strategies to help you right now, right now, um, help you with, with your business. And uh, yes, it'd be, yeah, do, do have a look. It's on Kindle version. It's called The Law of Brand Attraction, and it's also out in paperback, uh, £12 as well. So thank you for that. So Law of Brand Attraction, Volume 1, is available on Amazon. And for you, if people want to find out about you, you've got um, your website, L-A-R-A-L-A-U-D-E-R.com. That's laralada.com. LinkedIn by the same name and Facebook, um, Confidence with Color. So if you go to Facebook and just enter Confidence with Color. That's They'll right. Or, or um, there, it's Lara underscore yes, there is a yeah. Lara Lord of Presence in Fact, an image consultant. But yes, do, do connect via LinkedIn. Please send me a message. I'm one of those um, very picky people because I talk about communication. If somebody sends me a, a request on LinkedIn, I do expect a little message on there as well to say how you've heard about me because I think that's only polite. That's part of my brand. That's part of, of who I am. Um, you wouldn't just go up to somebody in the room and and try and make contact with them without speaking to them or shaking their hand or speaking to them in some way. And I believe that that should be extended online. Um, so, No, that's some very good advice. So if you're going to friend anyone on LinkedIn, Instagram, anywhere, do try to put a personal message. Um, not if it's a celebrity, I understand. <laughs> you don't want to do that. That's talking. But if you, um, but for, um, for people like us or for anyone, really, you should really be polite and say, love your work get i would love to know you or um say something that just breaks the ice and makes it polite because you wouldn't do that that's right and also i think it's lovely to know how they've heard about you so you know if you've heard about me through femi's podcast then femi would like to know that and i would like to know that uh yes so yes yes please do connect i'd love that Okay, so Lara, thank you for coming on. I'm sure we'll be happy to get you on at some other time. We do run webinars and a few other things, so one of these days we'll get you on. And everyone, you have this program you're running. Tell us about that program very quickly. My last step before Stage Speakers Academy. Yes, yes. Yes. So I I obviously help people with the colour and I help them with their style, uh, obviously in person or online, because obviously I'm I'm global now. And obviously I do my personal branding online. But I've been developing this last step before Stage Speakers Academy where my services will come under because obviously what I want Mm -hmm. is because I'm not just about... Uh, your colors and your style. I'm about helping you present uh, and the teacher me will always bespoke the package for you. I obviously want to give you the opportunity to use the connections that I have to be able to practice. So whether that be a networking pitch or a keynote, I want to connect you with people who are like-minded and build up this community mm-hmm. where we can support each other. And, and yes, there will be networking within there as well. So yes, do connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, to find out about more about what it is that I do and 
and this last Step Before Stage Speakers Academy. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lara. And um, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. And I know we are a much better informed than we know now that becoming unleashed has a lot to do with your personal brand and what it says about you. And so thank, thank you. you. So, as I, thank you so as I say, everyone, to become unleashed also has a lot to do with your personal brand. Becoming unleashed also means you understand who you are, the right colors, the way you dress, the way you present yourself and the way you speak. Doing this can make all the difference to how you project yourself and being taken seriously and taking you to the next level. With that said, I usually say done is better, better than perfect. So start something about your personal brand. Take an inventory, find out where you're showing up and then start to improve yourself and get a coach. If you need to reach out to people like Lara who can help you. With that said, get unleashed, stay unleashed. <laughs>